0: So open your Bibles this morning to Psalm 31, and we're going to look at verse 19. Psalm 31 and verse 19. The 31st Psalm. Notice this verse. It says, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for them that fear thee which you have worked for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Now, I think a lot of people stumble at the goodness of God. I believe that there are levels of faith in his goodness that will enable you and I to tap into those things that are stored up and those things that are laid up for us. I love it, don't you? Now, in Isaiah 64, 4, let me just read it to you. It says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither has the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. So we see that he's prepared things for us, that he's laid up his goodness for us in a greater way than any of us have ever experienced before. Amen? Now, I like what the message says, and I'm just going to quote it to you in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. It says, no one's ever seen or heard anything like this. Never so much as imagined anything quite like it. What God has arranged for those who love him. Amen. Amen. Pastor Brenda was talking about how much that love loves us, but how much do we love him? Do you love Him with all your heart? Yes. Do you love Him with all your soul? Yes. Do you love Him with every fiber of your being? Yes. When you love Him that way, you are positioned to receive the good things that God has stored up for you. Amen? Amen? Say it with me. I have, faith I have faith in the goodness of God. Goodness of God. I, have I, have I have faith and I am in position... I To receive everything everything. that belongs to me me. in Christ Jesus. Jesus. What God has arranged for those who love him. I believe that God has arranged, meaning that he's working on something good. He's planned some things in advance for you and me. He's planned some things in advance for this church. I'm going to take it a step further. He has planned some things in advance for the USA. Come on, somebody. Get with me today. I believe that we are on the verge of a great awakening. And we're believing to that end. And we're praying to that end. I'm telling you, folks, revival is here today. Revival is in the air right here, right now. And we have faith in the power of God. We have faith in the goodness of God. He's laid up some good things for you, good things for the church, good things for your family, good things for this nation, good things for this area. God is a good, good God. Amen. You know what that inspires us to say? It inspires us to say, thank God, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow us all the days of our life. And what are we going to do? We're going to dwell in the house of the Lord. Get excited, folks. (laughs) Glory to God. And then he said, but my God, will supply all that you need from His glorious resources in Christ Jesus. This means to you and me that there is a large and a vast supply, unusually great, that God desires for His sons and daughters to tap into. And you know what He's looking from you and from me and from us? He's looking for us just to be faithful. To be faithful with the gifts that He's given us. To be faithful with our money. To be faithful with our time. Being faithful positions you for greater blessing. Now how do you know that? Proverbs twenty-eight twenty says this. That a faithful man is going to abound with blessings. So... That means if we are not faithful, there's not going to be an abundance of blessings. Which means that God will bless us as far as He can. But whether we receive the blessings of God in this vast supply to the degree that He wants us to receive is really more up to us than it is Him. Amen. 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 God's mindful of you. I said God's mindful of you. His blessing is upon His people. Amen. Thank you. So how many of you are positioned in 2019 to receive the greater blessings yes. from Amen. the Lord? Amen. Amen. Begins by just us being faithful, being faithful with the tithe. Mm-hmm. Amen. The Bible says to bring all the tithes into the storehouse. When you bring your tithes into the storehouse, which is the local church, you then have tithers' rights. Right. Amen. Amen. He said He rebuked the devourer for you. That means, glory to God, that no accident, no evil is going to befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. We have tithers' rights. Oh, lift your hands with me and say, thank you, Lord. I believe that I receive the blessings of the Lord that you've laid up for me. I bring my tithes and I bring my offerings unto you this morning. And I worship you. And I magnify you. And I thank you that every need in my life, every need in our church is met super abundantly. We are calling all of our debts, being reduced and eliminated. And God is bringing into our hands some big seed. And as we sow our seed, we will receive an abundant harvest. We're getting our lands. We're getting our buildings. We're getting our vehicles. Hallelujah. We're getting every piece of equipment that we need. And God's bringing extra into our lives in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, as the under-shepherd of this church, Brenda and I speak life to each member, each partner, each friend that is here today. We say be increased, be enlarged, be blessed coming in and coming out. Come up stronger, come up greater in the things of God. May the goodness of God and the blessing of the Lord rest upon your house in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, "Amen." amen. Amen. And Father, we come to this portion of the service before we receive communion to hear your word. We thank you, Father, for speaking to us by your word and by the Holy Ghost. And we give you praise in advance for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Praise God. Let's give our worship leaders and all of the team a big hand. Amen. Praise God. You talk about faithful. That's a faithful group of people right there. Faithful. We speak the blessings upon each and every one of your lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I just want to back up just a moment to the midweek service on Wednesday night. Don't consider it a small thing when we invite a guest to come to minister to you. Brenda and I don't necessarily need to have people in to minister to us. Amen. We get ministered to all the time. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's just a continuous feeding coming into our spirits. So the reason why we bring people in is for your benefit. Now that doesn't mean we're not going to benefit from it. Because I'm one of those, I want to be under the spot where the glory comes out. Don't misunderstand me. I need other ministers as well. So in that sense, it's for all of us. Amen? But don't consider it a small thing. Uh, This young man has a mega church in Manchester, England. He is a young man that flows in the anointing and in prophetic song. You are going to be blessed as you come with your supply on Wednesday night to magnify and worship the Lord. I'm not begging you, but I'm asking you as your pastor to come on Wednesday night you will be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's open our Bibles this morning to 1 Peter chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 18 and 19, we're going to be receiving communion today. That's a good thing. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 says this, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. As silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. What this is saying to us this morning is this in the past, all of us, each and every one of us in this room today lived in a worthless way. But oh, thank God, when we came to Jesus, we were saved from a useless life. Why is that? Because we have been bought with the precious blood of Christ. Now the word precious means costly, and it means of great value. Which says to me and you that our worth is equal to the worth of the blood. That's what was paid For your salvation. And that sets our value forever. Corinthians says this that you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify Him in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You are not looking at a self made man when you look at Pastor Mark. I'm not looking at a self made man when I look at Reverend George. What we are looking at is we are looking at blood-bought men. Blood-bought men. Holy Ghost taught. Filled with the fullness of God. And you have been bought. You are bought with the precious blood of Christ. Amen? And the blood of Jesus is supernatural. You see, man's blood was was contaminated when Adam sinned. In this condition, it passed on to the whole human race, did it not? Yeah. But then Jesus came along and redeemed us by his blood. You see, when we're talking about the blood of Jesus, we're not talking about natural human blood. His blood is supernatural. Supernatural in its origin and supernatural in its power. In Jesus Christ, the last Adam, God established a new bloodline. You know, the finest horses are bred in Lexington, Kentucky. And these horses are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And if there is one that is a champion, I'm told that they will pay up to $600,000 for a breeding cost. All in hopes that they might get a colt that has the bloodline Of a champion. Well, Jesus Christ is the champion, Son of God, Son of man and in Christ Jesus God established a bloodline of champions I'm looking at champions in this house today I'm looking at not looking at poorly barely getting along believers I'm not talking about believers being beggars or victims I'm looking at a congregation full of victors full of champions and that's how God sees you Yes, indeed. so then you can begin to See yourself the same way and say about yourself what God has said. You have the genetics in you that make you a thoroughbred. You've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. I believe That he wants you to know what's on the inside of you. And start acknowledging it. And believing it. And acting like a child of God. Acting like an heir of God. And a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 The life is in the blood. And his life is in you. For in him was life. And the life was the light of men. You know, in the natural realm, thoroughbreds just kind of strut around because they know who they are. <laughs> a thoroughbred walks differently. Yeah. A thoroughbred does not walk with its head down like a mule no. because a thoroughbred knows who they are. How many of you remember the movie Sea Biscuit? Uh-huh. Yeah, the movie Sea Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a story mm-hmm. of a royce horse who is racing for a championship. And his manager said to the jockey before this big race, just let that opponent, that big fancy horse who's the favorite, get right up next to Seabiscuit and look him in the eye. <laughs> and he said, that's all it will take. And so Seabiscuit took the challenge and Seabiscuit took off and won the race. Amen? Amen. I rebuke you, devil, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind you, you false spirit of hell. You stop now in Jesus' name. And sometimes that's all it takes. Something kicks in on the inside of you. because there's a champion born in you the heavyweight champion of the world of the universe lives in you it's bred in you it is in your blood the blood of Jesus still carries the right ingredients to produce champions today and I just got to tell you through faith in his blood, you and I belong in the winner's circle. Yeah, right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, may I am a winner? I'm a winner. In, Christ Jesus. in Christ Jesus. How many of you believe that? Yeah. It takes faith to believe that. Because yeah. it's not every morning you feel like you're a champion, it certainly ain't every morning that you look like one. I know what I'm talking about. I looked in the mirror this morning at about 5.30. I understand how that feels. But regardless how you feel, how you look, or maybe how you smell, you are still more than a conqueror through him that loves you. Amen? Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, what we're instructed to do is we are instructed then to have faith in his blood faith in his blood. I want to look at Romans chapter 3, verses 21, right on through 26. How many of you believe in God with me today? Amen. Romans 3, verse 21 through 26. It says, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. It's being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God Which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all of them that what? That believe. So righteousness is available to all men, but men must believe and receive this righteousness. Amen. 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 It's been made available unto all and upon all them that believe. Next verse. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified. Now justified means just if I'd never sinned. Just if I'd never sinned. It means to be declared righteous. Justified freely by His grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God... Set forth to be a propitiation, say the next few words with me, through faith in his blood. Through what? Through faith in his blood. Say this with me I have faith in the blood of Jesus. Amen. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God, to declare at this time his righteousness that he might be just or righteous and the justifier of them which believe in Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Have you made him your Lord and Savior? Yeah. Hallelujah. He took you out of an unrighteous kingdom and put you into the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He took you out of the darkness of depression and brought you into the light of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. He's taking you out. And because he took us out, guess what? We ain't going back. I said, we ain't going back. And we ain't looking back. We're looking under Jesus, the justifier. We're looking under Jesus, who is our righteousness. Hallelujah. We're keeping our eyes on him. Now, here's what Andrew Murray said. He said this. Faith is largely dependent on knowledge. Faith comes by and hearing by the. Faith is largely dependent on knowledge. If knowledge of what the blood can accomplish is not accurate, then faith expects little. So if you have no knowledge of what the blood has done for you, then there will be no expectation of what the blood can do for you currently. And the more powerful effects of the blood will be limited feeble ideas of its power prevent the deeper and more perfect manifestations of its effects. Whoo, glory. That's quite a statement right there. How many of you have been affected by the blood of Jesus? He goes on to say, as we seek to find out what the scriptures teach about the blood, we will see that faith in the blood, even as we now understand it, can produce results in us that have that we have not known, and in the future it will produce a ceaseless blessing that will be ours every day So faith in the blood of Jesus puts you and I into right standing with the Father. People are made right when they believe that Jesus was crucified. Shedding his blood for them. How many of you are familiar with 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21? Let's take a look at this here here for a minute. 2 Corinthians 5 21. Faith in his blood. When you have faith in his blood. And know that you have right standing with the father. It will cause your prayers to become dynamite. It will cause your prayers to become effectual. Amen. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made what? <clears throat> of God in him. Jesus took our sinful condition so we could receive his righteous condition. Amen, amen. We have read standing with God this morning not because of what we did but because of what Jesus did and there are no economy class christians there's no economy class righteousness we had a long flight friday morning we left tampa at about 9 a.m got into san francisco at about noon about a six-hour flight and i was back there in economy not economy plus but even though I was in economy plus, I still know I'm a first-class kind of guy. Because <laughs> I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. even though my legs were a little cramped and a little like this, and I had to kind of do like this, because no, thank God, in Christ Jesus, we do not longly look into people that have greater degrees of blessing upon their lives. You and I, all of us, are blessed. Amen? Amen. Amen. Say with me, I'm a first class class kind of guy guy. and I have first class class righteousness. righteousness. Now look over at Romans 5, verse 17. You all listen so good. You are in the advanced class today. You guys are quick. I'm telling you. You guys are quick. You're bright. You're sharp. Man, you're good looking. And I want to just say this. You're very rich. I call you rich. I call you blessed. Amen. And say it with me. And I'm a major. I'm a major blessing. Now notice here in Romans 5 verse 17. Let's read it together. Ready, read. For if by one man's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Notice with me that righteousness is a free gift. It's not something that we need to grow into. It's not something that we get as a result of growing and maturing spiritually. No, you and I were made the righteousness of God in Him when we got born again. And that's why the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I like what Dad Hagen says in one of his books. There are no unrighteous new creations. When you receive him you 're a new creation you got a new status amen, amen? Yeah. you know even if if you've been even if you got saved yesterday, a newborn babe in Christ Jesus has a, has the same standing as an older saint does, and they can get their prayers answered just like a person who has been born again for fifty or sixty years. You see. Once we receive this gift and understand that it's a gift and tap into this grace gift with our faith, then we can begin to reign. Everyone say reign in life. Now the Amplified says it this way. The Amplified says you will reign as kings in life. Reigning in life as a king. That means the life Here and now. That does not mean the life that is to come. Amen. You know, kings in the day in which we live, they don't have much authority. They don't have much power. A king in a country is mostly a figurehead. A king of Iceland or the queen of Iceland, basically, they're just figureheads. But when this was written in that day, kings had a lot of power. They had a lot of authority in their domain. And here's what the Word of God is saying. In 2019, you are a child of the King. You have been made a King and a priest unto God. Because you've been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as a child of the King you have been given keys and those keys that you have been given are the keys of the kingdom yeah. Amen. I said they're the keys of the kingdom yeah. and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven Amen. whatever you loose on earth come on somebody yeah. is loosed in heaven Amen. 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 Take, the take the keys take the name yeah. plead Thank the blood the take the word Take the power of the Holy Spirit, King, and start ruling and reigning in this life through Jesus Christ. Somebody shout Amen. Amen. Faith in the blood. Puts us into right standing with God. But faith in the blood is also the power and the vehicle that launches us into the very presence of God. In Ephesians 2.18, it says, Because of your faith in Him, our faith in Him, we dare to have the boldness, the courage, and the confidence. Say it with me. Boldness, boldness. Courage, courage, and confidence. Because I, because I have faith in the blood. Now notice the rest of the verse. Of free access and unreserved approach. To God with freedom and without fear. Amen. You know, when you talk about being bold in God, we're not talking about being arrogant. We're not talking about being disrespectful. But the righteous are bold as a lion. What this talks about, because we have faith in the blood, God's given us a holy confidence and assurance that when we come to Him, He hears and answers our prayer. That when we draw near to Him, what will He do? He's not going to say, Oh, no, 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 Pastor Tom, go away. I'm busy right now. No, no. No, when Pastor Tom draws near to Him, the Lord draws near to Pastor Tom. Amen? And God's no respecter of persons. Hallelujah! When when you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. You can be confident of that. You can be assured of that. Listen, folks, his ears are open to your prayers and his eyes are over the righteous. And you know what he wants to do in our life? He wants to show himself strong on our behalf as we are loyal to him. I didn't know these things when I grew up. I was afraid of God. I was terrified of God. Draw near to God. Are you kidding me? I'm running from God. I'm running as fast as I could from God. And when I did that, I ran into the devil. But oh, thank God. On March 17, 1975, I gave my heart to Jesus. And I stopped running with the devil. And I started running with God. And I tell you what, I'm going to run with him. Glory to God. All the way to the rapture of the church. I'm going to run with him until I breathe my last breath. Who will join me? I said, who will join me? You're going to run with Him? You're going to go all the way? He went all the way for you. Let's go all the way for Him. Glory to God. When we get to the finish line, we're not going to be doing like this. No, we're going to be running. Glory to God. We're going to put our chest out. Boom. Hallelujah. Welcome, child of God. Good and faithful servant. Now, faith in the blood grants us access to heaven's economy and resources it launches you into the presence of God it puts you into right standing with God but also gives you access you see you've got keys keys give you access I don't know who opened the building up this morning, but I'll guarantee you one thing. They didn't break in. (laughs) Whoever opened up this building has keys. And you do not have to storm the gates of heaven to get in. He said, come on, son. Come on, daughter. I love you. You've been purchased by blood. Now, come on, son. Come on, daughter. Come on in here to the throne of grace. Amen? What is it you need? What is it you desire? And that's what Hebrews 4.16 says this. Let us, all of us, that's my prayer, that every one of us here at Heart of the Bay do not become just consumers or casual Christians, but we become revivalists, that we become on fire, That we know how to get a hold of God. We know how to pray. We know how to say what God's Word says. Amen? Amen. Read verse 16 of Hebrews 4 with me. Ready, read. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. Grace to help. Just think what grace provides. Grace helps us. Grace provided your salvation. Grace provided your healing. Grace provides your prosperity. Grace provides your peace of mind. And God is saying, now come on, in faith, confidently, with assurance, and obtain what my grace has so freely given to you. You know, a pastor's wife down in Texas went shopping. And every time she bought something new, she would say, I got my stuff at the getting place. It didn't matter whether it was a new dress, or a watch, or some dishes. If you ask Mrs. Hankins where she got it from, she would simply reply, at the getting place. Well, folks, it may not be good English, but the presence of God is our getting place. Hallelujah! You've got access to His presence. Come on, saints. Come on boldly. Receive mercy. Get what you need. Whether it's healing or direction or mercy or strength, you can find it in the presence of God. And when someone asks you, how'd you get that? You say, I went into the presence of God. I got it at the getting place. Now, folks, when we Are diligent about our walk with God. And I believe this you wouldn't be here at 9 a.m. on a cold Sunday morning, February number 10, if you weren't a seeker of God. That's true. Amen. We love God. Sometimes it takes our body to catch up with the early morning hours. We all know that. But you know, the good news is you're here. And all of us are receiving a whole lot more than we know. We're receiving a whole lot more than we came before we, when we came into the door. Amen? Amen. Say it with me. I'm receiving. I'm receiving. Now look at Hebrews 11 verse 6 in the Amplified Version. When we seek the Lord diligently, here's what will happen. We will be rewarded. We will be rewarded. Hebrews eleven six says, read it with me. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Say it with me, that's me. That's me. That's, me. that's us. That's this church. Rewards. And here's what the reward is. The reward is, is your inheritance. Your inheritance has been given, but we must draw near then to receive it. And that's what Paul was praying about. He prayed for the church at Ephesus, that the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light, that they may know three things. The hope of His calling... And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance? Amen. You know, there was an article years ago in Forbes magazine. And they wanted to know how these 400 billionaires in America made their money. Well, they discovered that some became billionaires through entertainment. Some became billionaires through oil. And we live in a high technological area here. There's most likely billionaires in the state of California, right? Amen. Some of them got it through technology. But there were three brothers, three of them. And each one of the brothers were worth three point seven billion. Say it with me, ba ba billion. Yeah. Yeah. And next to their names was written inheritance. They didn't have to do anything to obtain this wealth. They were born into it. And as a child of God, you have an inheritance. On one hand, you didn't have anything to do to to get it. You were just born into it. Say it with me. I've been born into it. it. Now look at Romans chapter 8. Who can stick with me for a few more minutes? We're fixing to receive communion. Romans eight sixteen and 17. It says, The Spirit itself, I like to say it this way, Himself, because He's a divine personality, witnesses with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen? Next verse, verse 17. And, read it with me. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Let's stop right there. Colossians says, that you and I are able to partake of this inheritance of the saints in light. How many of you want to know what the dictionary defines heir as? The dictionary defines an heir as one with equal possession because of equal position. (laughs) As joint heirs with Jesus Christ, you have equal possession because of equal position. He's raised you up together with Him. All things pertain to life and godliness are yours. And here's what I want you to see in closing. The moment that we take our place in God's presence, we're positioning ourselves to receive our inheritance. So my word to you today is have faith in His blood. Draw near to God. Take your position. Receive your inheritance and boldly declare every day. Say it with me. I take my place. I take my position. position. And I receive. receive. Amen. Amen. That's my introduction. Do y'all get anything out of that today? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. As we open up our hearts right now to receive communion, as the ushers go to get the communion elements and pass it out let's just take a evaluation if you will or an examination concerning our lives if you are here today and you've not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior of your life I invite you to do that with us right now or perhaps you're here this morning and you know you've kind of been on the fence as it were spiritually speaking and sort of frozen on a spiritual ladder why don't you just come on all in for God and just turn your life completely over to Him? Let's all put our hand over our heart and let's pray this together today. Lord Jesus, I am a believer and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins and that He was raised from the dead on my behalf. So I open up my heart. And I invite you in. And I proclaim that you are, Lord. you are Lord. You are Savior. Lord, I judge myself of anything and everything that's unlike you in my life. And I plead the blood in the name of Jesus. Through faith in the blood, I receive my cleansing, I receive my freedom. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I love what Smith Wigglesworth said. Anybody ever heard of a fellow by the name of Smith Wigglesworth? I didn't say with Smigglesworth. I said Smith Wigglesworth. Smith said this. He said, there is not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. Then he went on to say, The Holy Spirit never brings condemnation. He never brings condemnation. Who brings condemnation? The devil does. But the Holy Spirit always reveals the blood of Christ. For he is the lifting power of the church. Do you believe it? One more quote. He said, The blood can reach into the secret recesses of your motives and purposes and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, all iniquity, all shame, and all guilt. Say it with me. I apply the blood of Jesus, I apply the blood of Jesus. over the doorpost of my heart, over the doorpost of, the doorpost of my life. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, For I have received of the Lord. We've received today, have we not? Amen. That which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which He's betrayed, He took the bread. Let's take the bread. Yes, yes. And when He had given thanks, He broke it. Say it with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Your body was broken for me. And I believe that I receive my healing, my strength, and my renewal right now. Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Oh, let's get ready to worship, guys. Get ready to worship. Verse 25. And after the same manner, he also took the cup. Let's take the cup. When he had supped, he said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it, remembering what I've done. Hold up the cup and say, I have faith in the blood of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my loved one's lives, over my life, over my friends, over my church, over my nation. I plead the blood in Jesus' name. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as off you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. That's who you are. Amen. Amen. Equal possession because of equal position. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't know whether you noticed it this morning or not, but there was an atmosphere change that took place in this building. As we begin to get in the Word of God and take our place and take our authority, things change. I saw some of your countenances light up. I saw some of you go from being down to being up. Amen. Well, He is the glory and the lifter up of our head. Now, I don't say that to bring attention to me. I say it to give glory to God. So lift your hands and say, all the glory. All the the glory. All the glory. glory. Be to our good, good Father. Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, listen. You can have that in your home. You can have that in your car. Just keep the word coming in. Keep the praises going up. Let him be God in your life. And not only will the atmosphere of your life change, but you will walk into places and you will be an atmosphere changer. Woo! Hallelujah. I better let you go. Y'all have a good day. Be blessed as you go.